On this week's The Koi Gig Podcast, we had an exclusive interview with Manchester United's owner Barrier. With those crowds and that pressure, I just love it. Listen now and make sure you subscribe to The Koi Gig Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. And now for our weekly League of Ireland slash Evan Ferguson watch. It's Vinnie Perth. Vinnie, how are you? Good morning. How are we doing? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, have you calmed down? No. no. <laughs> What's the point calming down? No fun. There is no point. No. You've seen all this, right? What's your instinct about it? I don't see it all, to be fair. I coached at a more senior level, but... Did you not... What? None of your kids? No. No. So, But what you do get told is... Um, and sometimes when I say things on here, I get... Um, I get corrected when I'm finished. Okay. Right? So we should have a, a section at the top. Yeah. My apologies for last yeah. week. So <laughs> last week's chat around uh, summer football. Not that I was corrected on it. Sort of the argument back is it works around the DDSL works around um, uh, school, and holidays is sort of the excuse that mm. they come up with. But it's still wrong. But anyway, uh, on on your argument now, a lot of the problem is parents oh, it's all and coaches and parents. And going back to, uh, I was at a club once and I tried to take some under 18 players into the senior section and I was I was like, no, why would you do that? I don't want them going up to, we're, we're trying to win a league. I was going, yeah, but I'm trying to make them better players. Yeah, yeah, but I've had this team since they were under nines and I want to win a league. I went, so I want to win a league is what you just said. <laughs> no, the kids, you don't want to make... Yeah, yeah, I put nine years into this. That's a problem. I just, to be honest with you, where I was in the situation, I walked away from the conversation. They had a director of football, spoke to him. So over to you, boss. But it is a mixture of parents going, I don't want my son being taken off. I want him to play. He's better than the group he's with. There's all of these, and there's there's a lot going on in it, to be honest. Um so I don't know if you've had a chance to read Arthur James O'Dee's book about Limerick, but he's got a brilliant section about the academy. And they, there's a, an interview, or there's a moment where somebody explains uh, how they became aligned, and they call all the underage coaches in, like these are at, at, at intercounty level. So obviously they're really good coaches already. And um, I think that I, I'm going to butcher this now. Arthur will do a much better job of it. But basically the question is, uh, whose job is it here to win a title? And everybody puts their hands up. And the guy at the top of the room goes, eh, eh. Yeah. the senior manager's job is to win the title. Your job is to get as many players as you possibly can through that will make his team. We don't care if you win titles, but if they come through with the skill sets and the technical, tactical, physical know-how about how to get better constantly and yeah. come, uh, curious about improving themselves, then we are going to... Titles will probably follow if, if a club went with that m- mantra, to be honest yeah. with you. That's the thing. And that's the thing about it, and it's about... And actually, they, be- get, they become better because they're more relaxed, because they're not like constantly chasing the fifth star a little bit, like Leinster. Yeah, and look, there's no... There's no there's nothing wrong with elitism in sport. You have to have that. It's just where you started is the challenge. And uh, if you've got a really good 12-year-old who's been, or 11-year-old playing for a, a local club and he's been beaten five or six and he's really good, likelihood his parents are going to take him out of that and go somewhere else. So it's that is that is the problem. And the, 
the the gaps are still there. Like the sides being is being hammered in all levels of football, and that's not good either. And I don't know where, how you get the balance right on that. Um, it seems like they're getting better in football. I just can't find the um, bit where you sent through the mm. team sheets earlier oh, yeah. on from the under fifth, the under seventeens. But yeah. actually, one of the really brilliant things they've done is they've listed off all the clubs that the players have played for and yeah. where they've come through. And I think because previously it would have been like you know Path Rovers Bowes whatever there's one at Hull but they've actually listed off um, that's in Kevin's Leak Slip Ferrybank Swords Manor Swords yeah. Celtic Crumlin United like Carrigaline all the local but there's clubs n- there's not only League of Ireland saying we're the only ones that can do this to be honest with you and it's a, it, we're starting to see a joint process was it managed correctly no did did real doctor uh, get it did, what he wanted true as director of football time Yes, did he do it the wrong way? That, that's what the schoolboy sections would say. But like someone like Mace Amelia, who we would have spoke about before, he he's a Wicklow lad. He's from around New Newtown, Mount Kennedy. Um, he would have played for Joey's eight to thirteen, and then went to Bray Wonders and has ended up at Pats. So, um, and obviously. Uh, being at Joe's he had to go to the next stage which was League of Ireland Bray and then at Bray he obviously felt I wanted to play at a better standard which is St. Pat's and that's that's okay like, yeah. and he's gone on to better standard now he's in around the first team so there is all of them stories I always said from the beginning the the problem with how we manage this is we we sort of cast aside the Joeys of the world the Cherry Orchards and I'm speaking from a Dublin perspective for Cherry Orchard uh, St. Kevin's that was forced to link with balls and it actually worked and we should have done more of that crumbly United. A huge amount of talent and people who had big big experience were sort of left behind. But it is starting to come together now and I think it's it's very close to being a good system now. And it's you know, there's a lot of hard work going Involved. One of the other things that um, I know Colin was asking you about before you came on was uh, about how the scouting system actually works for players who do end up going to the UK. And there's actually a really strict set of rules in place. Yeah, no, it's re- it's re- it's really interesting because um, just go back to my day, you would just went on trial, um, or even even up to ten years ago, people go on trial. Uh, you, you go to a club, you'd spend two weeks, and if you think about it, it's totally private. No one knows. No one knows, right? So, um, and maybe got, using me has gone back too far. But a, a guy even twenty years ago would have went to trial. Most likely, if you went to Liverpool Palace, wherever Ch- Celtic, people didn't see you before you got there. As in. The club, the club you were going on trial to. So they would have had somebody scouting you. Yeah, so a scout would have sent over three or four players at a given window, or somebody really liked he'd go over. And the club then have a feel for you, train for them with the week. You go into their YTS, or if you were above that level, whatever youth level, you'd play again the weekend, you'd get sent home, and uh, if they were impressed with you, they'd call you back. But now it's completely different. Uh, the whole sort of FIFA really got a grip of this and set down a real sort of strict rules. So for an Irish player, um, first of all, when you go over, so if, if for example, nice and merely bad example, but if a player of St. Pat's or Rovers is going on trial now, the club in England have watched a bit of video. Does does a detailed scout, uh, scout reports? They know they know the player inside out. So it's more you're going. You're not going on trial. It's used that word trial, but you're going to find out about each other a little bit, okay? And then, um, but FIFA have have put in place now 
there's, there's a rule now in place where you've only got a six-week window where it must be registered if you go on trial for someone. So if any part goes on trial for spores tomorrow, or say on the 1st of January, I've got a six-week window to go on trial to any club. Right. I could go one-week spores, you know, I did all the way for six weeks. They're not allowed to go on any more trials for one more year. A whole year? Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, it's fascinating. Well, why is that? Um, I suppose you've got to give FIFA some credit as well. So think about world football. There's kids flying all over the world. Parents going, oh, yeah, Wilson. Like, I don't use they're exploiting kids, but they're, they're just being sent everywhere. Trials, mm. you know, off you go. Clubs are taking chances on people from yeah. all over the world. And they're trying to stop kids yeah. all over the world, effectively. Yeah. So when you look at their situation, yes, Brexit um, hasn't, hasn't helped us but also um, FIFA will not allow uh, an Irish player signed for an English club mm. between 16 and 18 but, uh, but we have a common travel agreement so if I wanted a 17 to go to England and become uh, an apprentice electrician I can but I can't become a footballer Yeah, and I was saying I was, I was expecting a big club to challenge that in court but there doesn't seem to be an appetite to do it because it's it's FIFA will control the international transfer. Right. So it's really restricted Irish players now in terms of um, Evan Ferguson was probably the last player to get through that system. And you've got to you, you can use Evan as a good example because Evan is now just gone eighteen. Mm. So he would he well it was back in on his mother as typical will we'll probably hear this and she'll give out to me. I think it's November was his birthday. But Evan only would have went to the UK in November. So you think where he is now? I know. There's no way he'd be where he is. So that's the challenge for the next Evan Ferguson or the, whoever that may be. And League of Iron Clubs won't like me saying, and this is where I might get a few phone calls. And, and I know why, and I'm not saying we should, but we ain't able to provide what the really top elite footballers need between 16, 17, and wait for them to turn mm. 18. And the challenge with that is... You may be good enough for 16 and you may just have fallen off a little bit at 18 because of because of form and life and different things. And you say, well, you wouldn't have made it anyway. Well, you've missed a huge opportunity. Yeah. Slight counterpoint, right? Just on the off chance that somebody, the next, the next Evan Ferguson comes through, is there a possibility that they rip up the scoring records in the League of Ireland and get a move to a championship team and the club gets a... a better transfer fee up front so uh, this is the other side of this yeah. I did want to ask about. like what percentage will Bowles end up getting is it Kevin's was it well, Kevin's well yeah the, I don't know the ins and outs of that one right yeah. and no 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 because you've got to remember Kevin's is part of his development and it's, so it's get, every year you get they'll probably right. get Kevin's will probably get more in the fee okay. than Bowles because he's been at Kevin's for longer so um, yeah of course like if Evan had a stead could he have played week in week out for Bowles possibly I don't know, but I, I know I know where I know where if you had a sixteen-year-old son who was really really good, I know where you'd want them. Evans' story, his his advantage is that he had a father who was versed in professional football. No, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't point, accept that. As in, oh. he went to clubs like Manchester United and maybe Liverpool and saw the system compared to Brighton and said, well, oh, that yeah. that fits." That doesn't. Yeah, but but I think some of this is um, 
and I, I think this is an important point to make because people listen at different stages and, and I'd like to, how do I say this? I know some people listen because I get a lot of feedback around League of Iron Ground. So just just like so, some of the misnomers around, in fairness, there's a lot of ex-player sons or sports people sons who do well. Yeah. Right? But in no way, shape or form had Barry got Evan out the back garden at five o'clock in the morning doing doggies or anything <laughs> like that. He I just think, he's not Frank Lampard Senior years. No, <laughs> and, and I just think that's important. Like I it was less it was less than three years ago. I went out the wayside to watch a skills match Evan was playing in with Barry. And I'm gonna say three years ago. It, it was actually remember clearly the day because it was the day uh, John Delaney was in front of the Oireachtas, so right. someone would be able to work out it wasn't that long ago. And I remember he was in he was on trials to United Liverpool at the time mm. and saying to Barry now I knew the answer but I, I said to Barry what's he doing playing here because it was it was probably I don't know skilled football but it was like senior or or, or C level or something mm. Vinny he has to play with his mates right so yeah. that's not a father who was like making someone eat. Uh, within the inch of his life it's not someone like I've had a, a Chinese with Evan on a f- Friday night so it's not and I just think it's important to say uh, that kid was allowed to grow up like, mm. and I think that has helped him so he was allowed to grow up he was ma- allowed to make his own choices when he went on trial to, he was at a lot of a lot of big clubs as you said but I know he, he liked Liverpool when he went on trial but Brighton was the one for him, and it was it was his decision. It wasn't an agent's decision. It wasn't his father and mother's decision. It was obviously they all had inputs, but it was about uh, a kid saying, "This is where I feel really comfortable." And I think that's important because because I have seen and heard of the stories where it's gone the other way, where parents have got someone with a bit of talent and actually spoiled them. Where Barry has just let it, and and Sarah have just let the kid grow up normally, mm. just so normally. April twenty nineteen. Was that game? So but four four years ago. Yeah, four years ago, I was watching him play a, a pretty bog standard skill match out in Wayside. Uh, <laughs> two o'clock on a would have been a Monday or a Tuesday. And the picture last night is him beating De Bruyne for a header, yeah. and you're like, well, <laughs> well, like that's where uh, we we were having Sunday dinner, and the Sky News or Sky Sports was on. Who were they playing? Was the last week, the week before? And you know when when Martin Tyler says and it's live and then he starts talking about Evan Ferguson like it's it is yeah pretty cool it's pretty cool (laughs) like and it does make the hair stand up back in and we don't you don't take that for granted and um, it's funny I heard the discussion it may may have been here yesterday morning or a couple of mornings ago talking about Keevan Kelleher Mm. there is another side to these guys that we like and I do it and you we all do we talk about them as the footballer what's brilliant for for sort of the first thing my wife would say would be Evan signed the new deal yeah yeah. what sort I don't know I wouldn't ask but we she would see it from a perspective completely outside of football and go he's probably sorted for life yeah he's close to it and that's a huge box ticked and it's a bit like mm. Kevin where you're, people are going you know he should be for the last three years should be getting out of there should be doing this he's probably Kevin Keller's probably set up for the rest of his life as his kids now well, the point where yeah. personal pride and football and all that stuff. Yeah. But he, there's other sides to yeah. all these stories. Well, he, could be, he could be Scott Carson type figure who's still playing at 40, 42, you know? Yeah. Like, Probably taking 15 grand a week out of Man City and he saves 
dives all over the place for, and if they need to do a, a shoot where some supporters scoring against the first team, it's Scott Carson and goal. Yeah, hey, he's I'd the take, I take ten, fifteen grand a week. It's the greatest job in the world. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> oh, uh, and I hope Keevan goes on to do more. But you have to remember, like he's sitting on a big contract with Liverpool. He's sitting on a huge bonus structure inside a part of the squad of a Champions League team for the last number of years. And you're going, ooh, will I take a risk of signing for mm. a lower club or a championship club and doesn't go well for a year, or will I just make sure I'm secured? Now, I'm only... Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's what keeps yeah, thoughts are, but I'm just saying, there is, a, there is a two sides to all of these stories, and now, now I hope it's time for him to, to go off and, and do his merry dance. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk about the League of Ireland situation at the moment. Um, uh, some dropped points I think since we were last on which is good yeah good news for you yeah. uh, Rovers were beaten he, lo- he uh, loves this title uh, race yeah. just wants a See, race why, a battle. why Stephen Hendry and, and Steve Davis and me just <laughs> like come on lads let's get on with it and go the best teams have to yeah, win yeah, yeah. but it is it's been like first of all I think you've got to give credit to to draw a part time club and Kevin Doherty they've been playing quite well recently without um, getting the results and they've been drifting down the table but they were excellent up in Tallis Stadium and Freddie Draper, we've mentioned before in the show, uh, talk about Evan Ferguson. He's 18 as well and he's exactly the same frame. He's mm. probably even bigger. But um, he scored an outstanding goal um, um, on the counter-attack. He's on loan from Lincoln. Um, I hope he can hold on to him till the end of the season. But uh, they, they were excellent on the day. But what, what this result has done is... You know, it's it's really tightened up the league again for everybody. It's given people a, a, a hope between obviously Bowles and Derry. Derry now have, have retaken the league, the lead. So it's making a fascinating. The amount of drop points, I just can't get my head around it. Um, the teams losing three in a row and then winning three in a row. Um, but um, yeah, I have to say. I have to say, you know, I I, I think I speak really highly of Rovers regularly here, but. I know the other day was the exception where they did, I think they had 28 shots and 11 on target, uh, but they did have 70, nearly 75 percent possession. Their their ability to to uh, have a huge amount of shots on goal or is is just holding them back at the moment. I think they've got to be a bit more clinical. Is that? Um I suppose this is the question that we've we've been asking about them in European football over the last couple of years. Is that sometimes you you're, you're expecting the form to come, and the form comes in patches, but it hasn't been good enough for them to go. Okay, they're in the best form possible when the European fixtures arrive, and we're giving them the best chance. They, I mean, maybe that's unfair. I mean, I'm not characterising it exactly right over the last yeah. couple of years because it seems like they're getting better year on year. But you'd hope that the improvement would be faster. Oh, they're, they're an outstanding side they're brilliant to watch all of that stuff and like the goal if if, if people listen think about the goal that he conceded against Drogheda the other day it's Jack Bourne on the edge of the box and he's about five yards and he's playing the ball into a striker's feet who has his back to goal and that's how they play Who's Jack is looking for him to bounce back to go to someone else and there's, there's, there's and then what happens is that breaks down and Drogheda go and score within 20 seconds and you're like I know uh, the statistics of, of shots and the reason I bring up I don't like Stephen Bradley brought them up after the game with 28 shots that's a game we should win statistically they're not having loads of shots on goal because it's a they're a bit like Man City to watch they're, they're brilliant brilliant te- technicians but uh, I, 
and I've said it before and here and I repeat myself, I'd wa- rather watch a Klopp, Liverpool Klopp team where it's Trent and Robinson and it's Salah and it's shot, shot, shots and you know what, probably going to concede two or three. And I think they've got to be a bit more clinical as a team to go to that next level. And, and in Europe, you'll probably only get one or two chances and um, you've got to be more clinical and that will that will hurt them because they didn't... Um, they didn't score enough goals in Europe last year, and that's a that's a, a, a blot in their copybook, I would say. Yeah. Now the other thing is their recent run of form has been really, really good. Yeah. So there's going to be li- these little, and it's not even a blip to to um, get held in a game like this. But if they were to back it up with, uh, so they're at Cork tomorrow, um, you'd expect them to win this, right? Yeah. That's the the situation at the moment. Is you'd expect Shamrock Rovers to beat Cork City. But at the same time, maybe there's a bit of a, a response from Cork, and mm. um. yeah, like they're, they're one of the great League of Ireland teams of all time. And I don't compare eras, whether it's the Dundalk or the Shelbournes or whatever you want to go back. I don't like doing that because the game has changed. Even in that twenty years, those three sides you could pick out, but they played seventeen games and only won nine. So that means they dropped points in eight games, like. It's a lot of games, and that's where I would be would have been critical at different stages of someone like Derry, where Derry now could turn to you, or Derry supporter will say, "Why are you talking? You're talking rubbish. We're top of the table. Uh, we're a point clear." But I, 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 I see Rovers having these spells where they'll go seven and eight games, win seven and eight games, win, and they'll have the odd uh, hiccup here and there, particularly around Europe. And I think some of the cl- other clubs have missed the boat. This Rovers side have dropped points, but. Yeah, look, um, the other thing we haven't really seen them is, is Rovers really tested. So, for example, like you said, if Cork were to hold them scoreless after 65, 70 minutes, then you start taking a chance because you're a point behind Derry. And then you go, oh, one of your fullbacks, you're sending the half runs out with the ball and you concede. And so, and the manager might make a different substitution because he needs to get a win. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the great sides tested. And. I think the challenge now is for Derry. Derry have to make sure we have a title race. I think they're the ones best equipped at the moment. John Daly's first permanent game is Pat's boss against Dundalk tomorrow night. Like, what's the what's the I guess target for them? Is it silverware this season for Pat's now at this stage? Or um, I, I just think, like a lot of these clubs from sort of Bowles, Pat's, uh, Dundalk, European football is huge for them, mm. and, the, and the rewards is huge. It's you know it's close. It's you're nearly guaranteed four hundred thousand pound. Um, the appointment of John Daly, just to touch on it briefly, I, I, I'm always, I'm not a, a believer in appointing an assistant manager to follow a manager who got sacked. I always worry about that because personal experience. No, no, I didn't have any. I, I, I followed a manager <laughs> who left. Uh, but what I'll say on John Daly is, I think, I think, but I think this one is slightly different. I think. Uh, he, um, he had a good relationship um, with people, and he's a good lad, and, and um, he, he has a set of balls. That's all I'd say to you because, and, and people do be lazy around people like John Daly. John Daly had a great career in Scottish football. He's probably, I think, he was the first Catholic ever to sign for Rangers. Mm. He's he's worked under Craig Levine as well, Hearts as a coach. He's huge experience, and Craig I Johnson. Think, no, no. Sorry, there was Mo Johnson, yeah. but he was he was one of the very few. Right. Yeah. and for an Irish lad from Inchicore around that area, yeah, fair play. Uh, yeah. he's got a lot of stick over over the years, <coughs> so he's got 
you know, he, he makes, he's not afraid to make decisions. And he's gone in there and done a great job. I actually think it's a great appointment. I really, really wish him well. Dinty is his, is his nickname. Um, um, but Dinty will do a really good job there. But Pats is a, I don't want to say it's a sleeping giant. The crowds they're getting is brilliant. It's really high. Then we, we need Pats in the title race. Yeah. yeah. Need them in a tight race. The They're not there yet, but we need to get them in a tight race. I think once uh, Rovers start dropping points, though, there is a psychological element to it where everybody else starts to think, actually, you know what, we're not beaten just before we go out here. And there was a bit of that for the last few seasons, and yeah. that's the sign of the league starting to bubble up and um, and all of that working. Uh, anything else briefly we got to go? But No, it's um, uh, obviously an interesting week this week. Uh, Pats and Dundalk, as you said, but you, you must say... we. We shouldn't be given. We gave Sligo a lot of compliments mm. here about four four weeks ago, and they haven't won a game since. Slid fairly badly. So uh, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got a bit of stick about that. But <laughs> okay. No, look, uh, the Irish Seventeens, by the way, um, um, a lot of home base players. So it's we're able to the twenty, come. maybe. Yeah, no, that's that's because a lot, some of them guys would have been away, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we have to wish them well over the weekend. All right, any good stuff? OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.